words are important and our words matter and they make a difference. And I'm telling you that a lot of times what we speak out, it actually, that's what becomes real. So when we're worshiping like we've been worshiping and singing songs of love for the Lord, a lot of times our love for the Lord grows. So uh, I think it's going to be uh, uh, an impactful message. I believe the Lord's in it. When uh, Pastor Terry approached me and he said, um, do you, uh, you want to speak about this summer topic on James and, um, and which passage would you take? I said, well, even though you don't have a, a latte machine over there, uh, like we do at Lake Merced campus, <laughs> I will set aside my own personal needs and sacrifice for the good of the body and come over here. So um, we're going to talk about words. I, this is what's on my heart because it's a big portion of James. James 3, there's a half a chapter on words and how the tongue is just this unruly beast that can't be quenched and it sets forest fires on fire and sinks ships and it's um, it's pretty impactful passage if you've never read it and um, it's what was on my heart when pastor asked me to speak about it uh, I wanted to sort of push into it a little bit it's been a, a huge growth point for me in my Christian life I have had um, uh, you know this has been going on 20 years now uh, as a follower of Jesus uh, since I got here and it's been 20 years of of trying to change communication patterns that were set in me at a young age um, that maybe weren't the most healthy communication patterns. So I'm pretty familiar with the topic. Um, I'm, I don't want to demean my family or belittle them. Listen, I grew up in a healthy home. I was loved. I had great parents. Um, I loved them. They loved me. I never was wanting for anything. Uh, there was no lack. Um, but it wasn't a home that I would call a Christian home where our communication patterns uh, were uh, Christ-like. Christ it was more like if you had an argument, um, whoever yelled loudest won. That, that's the way it worked. I mean, actually, you know, if somebody took position A and said, you know, I feel this because position A is this, 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 the second person would say, I feel this because position B has this, this, this. So now we've laid out the merits of position A and position B. And the next step is you attack character, right? <laughs> so because it doesn't matter what position A has going for it, as long as I can say, you know what? Those shoes you're wearing are ugly. Um, and then it comes back, well, you've got no fashion sense either, and then all of a sudden, we're calling each other things like idiots, and it's just going, and then the volume has to go up, right? Because you run out of words when you're, you know, you're calling people names, you sort of run out of names. So then you just scream them louder. So, and that's how, kind of how we, and I want, I'll say the word, that's how we fought when I was a kid. Um, that was my home life. We, we fought like that, and it wasn't, about having, uh, it wasn't about having conflict resolution where we try to solve our problems or understand each other. It was about, you know, uh, just putting the other person down and, until you, they backed away and you won. Uh, 
and uh, you had victory, not because you had a better argument, just because you were louder. So having grown up in that, I move on to um, my wife, who grew up in a Christian home. And they actually, when they had conflicts, they would talk about their, their differences, and they'd try to understand each other. They wanted to get um, to see how the other person thought, and so they could know them better and appreciate them more. Um, wow, that's just foreign concept to me, right? Foreign concept. So when my wife and I got married and we finally had an argument on our honeymoon, <laughs> um, and we're in Italy, um, the contrasting styles of conflict resolution come into play here. Uh, my wife, she, uh, she said something that was position A, and we're driving in Italy, and um, you know, I don't know if you've ever driven in Italy, but that'll cause a lot of arguments. Um, <laughs> you know, I think it would cause divorces. Probably, you know, you know, on most divorce papers, they put, you know, irreconcilable differences. They should just have a box that says, we drove in Italy together. <laughs> I mean, it's brutal. It's just brutal. So I have to pull off the road because you can't, you can't think and drive. And uh, I said, OK, here we go, our first fight. And so I'm loading up. I'm looking at her shoes to see what they look like. <laughs> the dress, hair style, hairdo. Let's, let's see. What can I go after, right? And you know, so I start in, and I forget what I said. It wasn't it wasn't nice. It was probably something like, "Well, you're, you know, whatever your position is 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 foolish." So um, she says to me, um, "What what are you doing? Why are you raising your voice? Why are you getting upset? Why why would you why would you call me a name?" I'm just trying to understand you. Okay. Two things happened. One, I lost the argument. <laughs> Two, all of a sudden, I, there's this huge paradigm shift in my life. What do you mean, understand me? Yeah, that's the purpose, you know? If you have position B, I want to hear it. I want to know why you think the way you do. I want to understand you better and appreciate our differences. Appreciate our differences? What about the yelling? <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm at a loss here, because I, I don't know how to fight this way, because it's not even a fight anymore. Um, and so it, you know, that's just the different, the different homes that we were raised in, and God had to change my not only paradigm by realizing that uh, communication is about understanding each other, but had to then work out a bunch of uh, learned habits that weren't healthy. And um, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, my, my dad, um, I spilled my milk. I think it was six or seven. I spilled my milk. My dad went off for 20 minutes. I mean, it was like, you know, everyone at the table is hiding under the table, and I'm, I'm crying. You know, of course, he sits down, spills his milk, and then, wow, things are really awkward now, you know. 
So we now that's the big story we get to laugh about every you know the kids want to hear that every every time we go over to to grandma's but um but that's just the way it was if you made a mistake or you you you, you that was an accident right you got demeaned you you got torn down I mean our speech pattern was it didn't have anything to do with building each other up making each other feel good or understanding each other. And that's just the way it was. Now, maybe it's been like that for some of you. Maybe some of you grew up like my wife and you think I'm an alien. <laughs> but that's the way it was for me. And I'm not saying my, I had a bad home. I'm just saying that that's just how it was. And, um, and so when James 3 came to my mind, I said, well, it, it has been a a great but long process of changing my communication patterns as a follower of Jesus Christ. And the Lord's been very gracious to me in doing so. And so I want to talk about that. So I'm going to pray. We'll look at James 3 and we'll get going here. Lord, I thank you for words. Without them, we wouldn't even be here because we couldn't communicate. And um, without them, we wouldn't have your word the word, Lord, and um, it's about the ability to understand each other. To We have the ability to bless. We have the ability to do things with our words that can't be done any other way. Um, and we also have the ability to harm and hurt, but without that, we couldn't bless. So I pray, Lord, that you, if you have something to say to us today, that you would give us ears to hear, that there would be in this mess, in this, this matter of words that I'm going to set forth, there would be a word of wisdom for all of us uh, in our hearts. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, James 3, if you have your Bibles, I picked it up in 7. Verse 7 for your handout, but if you, know, if you want to read this later, there's a whole half a chapter starting in verse 1. Um, so starting in verse 7, people can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish. But no one tames the tongue. It's restless and evil. It's full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord, the Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing coming, come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No. And you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. And James is making the point that, that our words matter. Um, and that oftentimes they can be harmful. He's making a couple other points in here, but we'll start with looking at that. Um, there are words that shouldn't be said. I mean, he calls them evil. Um, he says that it's a, a deadly poison. Words have the ability to do some damage, and most of us know that. I think we've all probably been at least one... At, if not maybe a lot more than once, been hurt by what somebody said in ways that damaged us um, for long periods of time. I, I put in your handout this proverb, 1821. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. Listen, death, and that's a strong statement. Death 
We have the, the, the power to create, to give life, or the power to destroy death by the words we speak. And that may seem like um, it's going overboard, but it's not. I mean, we really do. I remember my sister, we had four boys and one girl, so the boys usually won because we had sheer numbers. And um, she, she loved to sing. Boy, she would sing, sing in the shower, sing whatever. And, you know, we'd be like, oh, I can't take it. Mama, plug my ears. It's terrible, right? And she could sing well, but we were just being brothers, bad brothers. And, um, and so finally she stopped singing at home. I mean, we, that was, we killed her song. And I think that we all know that um, we have that ability that if sometimes if we say the wrong thing, we can steal somebody's song that they have to sing, somebody's song in the Lord. There are ways to, to hurt people's hopes, their dreams, their aspirations, um, just by what we speak on them. I know in, in my house, my parents never, um, I guess they felt like coming out of the 60s, they had to be open-minded. And so, you know, it was always this, no, you know, you don't have to go to college if you don't want to. We want you to do what's best for you, you know. And it should have been, no, you need to go to school. That's what's best for you. Um, and so I didn't go to college when I was young and should have gone to college and um, it would have been better for me. I had ended up having to do it in my 40s, which isn't all that fun. But um, I'm just saying, the way we speak about things gives people, you know, creates life in them or it can destroy life in them. And it's not always just a, a curse word that's, that's evil. There are subtle things we say all the time that diminish people's songs that diminishes their dreams, their hopes. And uh, we have to be very careful. We know that, that words have the power of death and life because I, I can guarantee you if you've ever been to uh, uh, somewhere where there's, there's uh, a child who's been messed up in life, it's usually because all their life they've been told they'd never amount to anything, they're useless, uh, they were an accident, uh, wish we didn't have you. Um, and you see what you get. You get you get kids who are really messed up. Um, and so there's, I mean, that's just the truth. And it happens all the time. And some, it's not always that straightforward. Like I said with my sister, it was subtle. We didn't realize that um, my sister was a good singer. She went on to college as a drama major and ended up singing in musicals and things like that. So she had a gift, uh, but our words tried to rob that from her for a long time. So we have to be careful with the words we say. As James says, they can be restless, full of evil and deadly poison. The, uh, I was thinking about the, uh, uh, the fact that, well, okay, if words are evil and, and deadly poison and whatever, you know, which words should we speak and which, which words should we not speak? And I, I thought about this for a while and I thought, you know, I go, I should probably just start with the fact that, you know, cursing is probably something we should not be doing. 
I don't think we talk about it that much, but I spent 25 years in the maritime industry. So when I came here 20 years ago, I, uh, I had a communication pattern that was uh, you know, from the docks. It was a sailor's vocabulary. And, um, and that isn't always easy to break. It took, I had to ask the Lord for help. And uh, I did. I remember saying, Lord, please, please help me. I, I, I don't want to say these things. They're just coming out because I've been saying them for 25 years, you know. And I think the Lord said, well, stop playing golf, and that'll help. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Actually, you know what happened? I got baptized. I remember saying, I'm going to get baptized when I first got here after being here a year and learning about the Lord, and the Lord started moving in my life, and I began a relationship with him, and I really was on fire, wanted to just do whatever I could to say, I love Jesus, and, uh, and the next step was be baptized then. So I got baptized, and I'm telling you, I, it did something amazing in my, my, my vocabulary. It, I came out of baptism, uh, and I... For, for most of my life, I have not struggled with, with cursing since. My, most of my sailor's language uh, got buried under the water in baptism. Now, I'm not saying that's how it is for everybody, but I'm just saying I made a move forward with God. I said, Lord, I really want to honor you in my life, and I need help with this, and he showed up, and he really helped me. And so I don't want to take it for granted that some of us just struggle with, uh, with, with flat-out cursing. And it, it is something some of us have to work through. But with the Lord's help, we can do it. But there's, as I said with my sister, there's far more subtle ways to speak death. There are, there are many ways. We know sometimes the buttons to push uh, when we want to get somebody we love, when we really want to um, hurt them. Uh, we can push those subtle buttons. And... Then it takes self-control, because when we think it, when it's in our mind, the question is, are we going to say it, or now I guess tweet it, type it, whatever. Plenty of ways to get in trouble now. You don't have to stick your foot in your mouth. You can put your computer in your mouth or your phone. But um, are you going to do that, or are you going to stop and say, now, how is that going to bring any life to this? Um, that's just going to diminish this person. And that's not the goal. I mean, Paul, uh, James is pretty clear that, you know, everybody was made in, in the image of God. Cursing shouldn't be coming out uh, of us. If we say we love God, how can we say we don't love our, our neighbor when they're made in God's image? Now, look, I am not saying that you don't address things that are clearly wrong. And there are things that are clearly wrong, and as a parent, I know you have to discipline, you have to, uh, you have to be able to, to say this is right, this is wrong. But there are ways to say it without demeaning people. My childhood uh, method of just yelling at people and, and, um, and calling them names is not the way to constructively tell anybody anything. So is it demeaning? Is it demoralizing? Is it just meant to tear apart? Is it meant to hurt? Or is it actually meant to give life? So motivation is a key here as well. And I think there's times when we have to say something tough in the right way. 
We have to be able to speak truth in love. Jesus did it all the time. And um, as a matter of fact, uh, I was a mess when I was, you know, for, for those years I was out there before I came into the house of the Lord, I was a mess. And, um, you know, I kind of had to hit bottom before I, I'd listen, listen to God. But he, that's where I was open. And you know what? He never rubbed my nose in things. It wasn't his way. He didn't say, yeah, well, you know what? Tough luck. Time, you, you, you know, I gave you chances for 20 years. Time's up. Or, do you remember that time you did this? Let me bring that up. That's not the way he works. And so that shouldn't be the way our communication pattern is. And it leads me right to my next thought, which is really our words reflect God's grace, our understanding of his grace. You know, the more we've been forgiven, the more we'll forgive. Uh, the more mercy we've been given, the more mercy we understand, the more merciful we'll, we'll be. The more we understand God's grace, the more gracious we'll be. And that's what this is about, turning words, even tough words, into gracious words. There's a way to call people up, um, to, to invite them into things, to, to say, look, I know this is not ideal right here, but you know what? With, uh, with the Lord's help and some, maybe some friends and prayer and whatever, and we keep, we keep working at this, we'll get over it. We'll get past this, you know? And we could change some of these unhealthy habits, some of these destructive habits. Instead of just saying, okay, I, here's my checklist of everything you did wrong, because um, that's not the way the Lord works. And the Lord says, you know what? He who's been forgiven much loves much. He's been, and I, boy, I am constantly reminded, the more aware I am of my flaws and brokenness, the more aware I am uh, of how much I should be extending it to others. God has been so gracious to me, so gracious to me. And so even when I have to confront things, I try to do it in love and grace. And words matter. It's a matter of words. Choose them carefully. Words matter. And that leads me to the, to the final thought I had on this thing. Uh, we've talked about the negative side of words. There's a positive side of words. God gives us the ability to be blessers. We have the power actually to, put, to speak life into people. Now, for some of us, this is harder than others. Again, since I've already thrown my family under the bus, hopefully they're not listening to this message. Again, you know, when I grew up, my dad didn't know how to say I love you. He could never get those words out of his mouth. Now, maybe he said it when I was young, but as far as I remember, he only said it one time verbally to me, out loud, as far as I remember. He just couldn't say it. Now, I began to figure out the code, right, because they got a code, right, you know, Hey, can you, you want to come over and watch the game? You know, get the code book out, page 42. Well, I want to spend some time with you. I miss you. Ah, all right. I got the code down. But it took me 25 years to figure out the code. I didn't know what he was saying before that, you know? Hey, your mother and I would love it if you could come by for dinner. You know, that was his way of saying I love you. 
he couldn't say the, those words, but he could say that. And so I began to understand that. But you know what? The Lord wants us to speak those things out. When they're on our heart to say, we're supposed to say them. My father only said it the one time. He said it, it was 2001. And um, yeah, I know. I re that's how I remember. <laughs> I got the date if you want it. Um, but he had been diagnosed with this uh, a form of cancer, and, and he had been given a chemo shot. He was ill from the shot. And it, he actually ended up having a heart attack the next day. But he got it out the last night, his last chance. He got it out. He said, I love you. And I, I was shocked. And I probably should have known he was really sick at that point. Um, but he had the chance to say it. He, he left on, on being a blesser. So, you know, glory to God for that. But we have the power to bless all the time, and sometimes we just don't take it. I know for, for me, this is a tough one. You know, men don't like to talk about feelings or to get intimate, right? Um, rather watch the sports on TV. Um, and so that, this is, it's harder, I think, for some people than others. But the Lord wants to teach us to be a blesser, to speak out. We have a chance to speak life into something. Do you, can you imagine? There's probably somebody, everyone here knows somebody that you know you could leave this church, pick up a phone, and say something out of the blue that would just so shock them and bless them. You, they wouldn't know what to do with themselves. Where did that come from? They just called me to, to bless me like that? All of us can do that. We all have the opportunity to be a blesser. We all have the opportunity to say things that, um, that bring life into people. And it's amazing to me how many people in life, uh, they do, you know, when you hear about wonderful things they do, great things they do, and they, and they say, where'd that come from? Well, yeah, my, my parents always, uh, you know, encouraged me in this. Um, you know, Olympic athletes that get gold. My parents, they just did everything for me. They encouraged me. They told me I could do this. They spoke life on me. Um, people that accomplish great things, they need people behind them telling them they can accomplish great things. And this is part of learning how to communicate in a more Christ-like fashion. And it does take the Lord because, as James says, Left to our own devices and our own natural tendency, the tongue will say something we regret. And we will stick our foot in our mouth and we'll be like, wow, I didn't even mean that. I don't even know where that came from. It just said it. And now I've got, boy, I got some damage control to do. I got to do some work here just to get back to, to even, let alone on the positive side of things. And the Lord can help us with those communication patterns. He can help us. We need, to want, we need to want him to help us. That's one of the things. I, I can't tell you how many times I've asked the Lord to help me be a better communicator, to speak better, to choose my words more carefully. And I still put my foot in the mouth sometimes, but the Lord has done great. He's done pretty great work uh, 
over these last 20 years. I'm, I am a much different person. I'm a father now. I tell my kids I love them. I bless them. I, I, love, I love talking to my kids, and, and I, I love my kids, and they're great. And I'm not saying that I'm a better dad than my dad, but I'm trying to learn. Uh, I'm trying to learn and have the Lord help me set some new patterns so that my children have different communication patterns when they go into marriage. Um, I want them to be the blesser. I want them to be the one that says, I want to understand you. And so I'm working hard at it. We all need help. I have a friend of mine. He, uh, every time he hears a curse, he says a blessing, you know. So uh, if you get on Muni, he has to say a lot of blessings. <laughs> um, but he'll be like, yep, praise God. Yep, great sunny day, wonderful. Thank you, Lord, whatever. You know, he'll just have some, some bless, un, unknown blessing. And he'll say it out loud, at, at least as loud as the curse was, unless it's a crazy person screaming at the top of their lungs. But, and I, I go, why do you do that? And he goes, I try, to, I try to counter every curse with a blessing. I go, well, that's kind of neat. And he goes, and I want blessing to have the last word. So we're going to have our last song here in a minute, and we're going to have our, uh, the band come up. We're also going to have a time to give and bless the Lord with our, our finances that he, he allows us to have. But I want to pray. So, Lord, I want blessing to be the last word. I pray that you would help us, Lord, in our communication patterns. All of us can do better at this, Lord. Uh, there's not a one of us who hasn't said something we regret. There's not a one of us who hasn't been blessed by somebody saying something that we had no idea was coming. And so I, I, I pray that you would teach us all to be uh, better communicators and to be people that bless and as much as possible not curse and not steal uh, somebody's song, but to speak life. We need your help, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.